Today's question is from a listener in Germany, and I'm not sure if it's a Mrs. or Mr. Sanger. And they write, I've decided that your understanding of life after death is not correct. I am convinced by other religions, that is the Catholic, the Orthodox, the Lutherans, etc. Well, Victor, can you share with me what our listeners' concerns are here? Well, first of all, I, I appreciate it that um, Mr. Or, or Mrs. Sanger have actually written in and expressed that concern to us, because uh, that's really the best way to, to solve problems. And I can understand what they're saying, because... Adventists, along with a number of other Christians, uh, including some very, very prominent evangelicals like Dr. John Stott down at um, All Souls in Langham Place in London, believe that when we die, we go into what's called a soul sleep. So that there's no kind of awareness of what is happening until the second coming of Jesus Christ. And some people find that very disturbing, and I can understand it when they've thought, you know, Grandma is there watching over me, and suddenly I think that she's not. But what I have to say is you can't be too concerned with what my church or other churches, as, as our listener here has mentioned, what they teach. My real concern has to be what does the Bible have to say. And uh, let's quickly try and summarize that. I think the first thing we have to say is eternal life is a gift of God. The Bible makes that plain very, very fully right the way through scripture eternal life was given to mankind at creation it was then lost when adam and eve disobeyed when you eat of the tree you will surely die genesis 2 verse 17 and then a promise was made after you know they could have been struck dead at that moment but god in his grace said okay i'll let you live out a physical existence there's a promise of a messiah coming who will die himself to put things right for you genesis 3:15 but you will have a physical death then until a resurrection time. All of that's then confirmed in the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 23, the wages of sin is death. And we could stop there. We all deserve to die. We've all sinned. But, and I love the but there, the gift of God is eternal life. So we've got a balance. If life, and especially eternal life, is a gift of God, what reason has he got to keep us on living after our physical death? what reason should there be from now till the second coming for there to be some kind of um, existence still going on? Would there be any benefits to it? There's none listed in the Bible. There are reasons that have come about in history that have kind of said, well, you know, this would be a nice thing. Uh, particularly, you know, if, if you, Ray, have been a pretty good person while you were here alive on earth, but you made a few mistakes, and therefore God's going to throw you out of heaven. But, right, if we slipped you into purgatory for um, a few hundred years, you know, you could do a bit of suffering there that would get rid of those mistakes, and then you could go into heaven. Now, there's nothing in the Bible about that. Uh, it may be a comforting thought to some people, but it's not there in the Bible. And also, it starts to distort a picture of what God is really like, because, you know, is God going to burn me forever? Because, you know, I did a few naughty things while I was alive on earth don't really think that's the picture of God that's that's there in the Bible okay so if, if we've got that cleared up then we need to say what does the Bible actually say about death and as we look through scripture just quickly mention some text Job 14 10 Daniel 12 verses 2 and John 11 verses 11 to 14 in those verses and quite a number of others that we could mention the Bible teaches that in death we are asleep. 
John 11 is the best example of that. We've got Lazarus, and um, Lazarus has died, and Jesus starts to go up towards Bethany to visit him and says to the disciples, well, it's okay to go up there now because my friend Lazarus is sleeping. And the disciples say, oh, well, if he's asleep, you know, he's had a fever, it's good to have a sleep, then um, he's obviously on the mend, he's getting better. And Jesus says, no, he's he's dead. And, you know, I, I look at the logic of this story because he'd been dead four days and Jesus goes up there and raises him from the dead. Now, if Lazarus had been up in heaven for those four days, what more cruel thing could there be than for Jesus to say, come back down out of heaven there and get back into this body that's going to deteriorate and you're going to die a second time? You know, it wasn't like that. Lazarus was asleep. He, he came forth out of the tomb. And he had no memory of any previous existence. He didn't come back and say, wow, Jesus, that's an amazing place up there in heaven. I'm really looking forward to going there again. Thanks for giving me a preview. Uh, it wasn't like that. He, he slept. Um, Ecclesiastes 9.5 says um, they're unconscious, they know nothing. Psalm 146.4, the very thoughts perish in sleep. And I think there's actually a very important reason for that. Again, just using logic, Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. As a consequence, the whole of creation is suffering, is dying. We see murder, we see war, we see all sorts of suffering. Imagine if Adam is up there in heaven and has had to watch that for all these years, seen the consequence of his actions, but he can't do anything about it. You know, that wouldn't be heaven. That would actually be torture. And even, you know, if we put it in a modern context, if, if I was to die today, and I'm up there in heaven, and I'm watching my children as they grow up making choices, and they make some good choices, and I'm up there clapping my hands, and they make some choices I really don't approve of, but I can't do anything about it. That wouldn't be a pleasant thing either. And so I think, you know, God is very, very wise to say, when you die physically, that's it, until the second coming. And there we have great rejoicing, First Thessalonians 4, 15 to 18, where it talks about those who have died coming back to life when Jesus comes again, and all the crowds and the angels coming, and there's a big party. And it finishes by saying, Therefore, we'll encourage each other with these words, because we'll have that physical resurrection. We'll be there with our friends, with our family, with those who've trusted in Jesus, and we can have a big party. Yes, there will be some sorrow there as well, because we may find loved ones that aren't there with us. And so there will be a time for reflection, a time to look through that. Can I just mention here, though, Vic, there are texts in the Bible, or one text in particular, where... Saul went to the witch of Endor in the Old Testament, in the book of uh, Samuel, I believe, one of, the, one of the books there. And actually, Samuel came up and spoke to, at least uh, someone who looked like Samuel came up and spoke to Saul and gave him advice and, and so forth. Now, who is that? Because it certainly looked like Samuel. Yeah, remember where it was that Saul went, it was to a witch. And the Bible had specifically said, you don't go to witches, you don't go to divining spirits, you don't go to people like that, because the spirit that they have is not a spirit from God, it's a spirit from Satan, from the devil. And Satan can impersonate anybody, he impersonates an angel of light, so he could certainly impersonate Samuel. Uh, and even in that story, what advice does the spirits that looks like Samuel give? Well, you're going to die tomorrow, and tomorrow... Saul had a self-fulfilling prophecy. He died, but how did he die? He fell on his own sword. That was not Samuel there. That was a evil spirit in the form of Samuel. Um, 
and I've I've seen that you know in the modern day I've worked with people who have gone into spiritualism and quite often as a result of a loved one having died and they're wanting to be able to see them and talk to them more and with one voice they've said to me it's dragged us down it's dragged us down right to the point of suicide until God came into my life and now I've got a hope and that hope is in the resurrection it's in Jesus' second coming. It's in that final judgment. It's all good news there.